Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. If you've ever wondered what it's like to save someone's life, you're about to hear from somebody who did just that. Um, On uh, Sunday, July the 21st at 50 Point Conservation Area, a father and his stepson uh, saw a man in trouble in the water off 50 Point. And um, the stepson dived into the water along with the father to try and rescue uh, the individual. And uh, that man is, uh, well, not the person that was the victim, but one of the heroes is Mike uh, Chemilewski, who's 26. He's the stepson of a guy named Juan Carlos Vega, who's uh, not with us today. Uh, but uh, it's good to have you here, Mike. Welcome to the program. Hey, it's good to be here. Thanks a lot. So um, t- take us through the whole story, because I've never been in the position of having to rescue somebody the way that you did and that was uh i got the date right sunday july 21st out at 50 point conservation area tell us the whole story uh to be honest like i don't feel any different i'm just a normal person with a good heart and you know i seen a situation i reacted that's all that happened right um so pretty much what happened from start to finish was uh i guess there's a lot of background here but I'm a kickboxer. I actually competed in a kickboxing fight this weekend, so I was just vegging out on the beach this day. I was doing absolutely nothing, just laying down. I didn't even want to get in the water this day. I was laying down on my stomach just getting sun, actually, and out of nowhere, Juan Carlos, who goes by JC, he started sprinting towards the water. So we were sitting kind of in the middle of the beach towards the back. There were lots of people in front of us. I seen him sprint towards the water. I didn't know what was going on. And I seen lots of other people running towards the water as well. So I figured whatever is going on there, it's going to be solved. There's lots of people in the area. They're all going towards whatever is going on. Right. He starts swimming over and about halfway uh, to getting to that man, he screams for help. As soon as he screamed for help, that was like a trigger for me. I got up right away and I bolted towards the water. I sprinted. I dived in the water, swam as fast as I could. At this point, I really had no clue what I was getting myself into or what was going on. Um, As I'm swimming towards the area, I see a man kind of bobbing up and down in the water. And I thought, honestly, he was looking for maybe his child or something that was drowning. Right. So what had actually happened was he was bobbing up and down because JC was there. And there was actually another woman there as well, an older, very, uh, or or much older lady, uh, smaller lady who were just helping, trying to prop him up and keep him above the water. So that's why he was kind of bobbing up and down. So I'm swimming over there, and as soon as I get there, JC lets go of the man uh, because he was out of energy, and he had to get back to shore to save himself at this point. Wow. Um, and from his perspective, I wish he was here to talk as well. Um, I wish I knew that uh, that you guys want him as well because maybe I could have coordinated this, but... Um, um, from his perspective, he said, as soon as he seen me coming, he knew everything was okay. And he, he thanked God, essentially he said he was praying to God at this point to have the strength to save this man's life because he was in a position where he had to let the guy go. And he didn't want to have this man die because he didn't have the strength to pull him back to shore. So he said, as soon as he seen me coming, he knew everything would be okay. So that's from his, his perspective. So I swam over, he let go of the man's hand swam back to shore to save himself. This is about 30 meters out in the water from where you could touch the ground. Um, I have no formal swimming training. (laughs) I have no clue what I'm doing at all, to be honest. So the water's Um, over your head at this point? 
Oh, yeah. well yeah. over your head. It's, it's, it's 30 meters of like, it's a 30 meter distance out where the water is much over your head. I'm yeah. Okay. Sure how deep the water and it's cold and it's cold water too. I mean, Lake Ontario, even in the uh, hottest days of summer is ice cold. Yeah. Well, when you have the adrenaline rush like that, the last thing you think you about don't is feel cold it. water. Right. I didn't even feel it. So, um, I just, uh, I grabbed the, or so where was I at this point? So JC had gone back to shore. Um, Oh yeah, so I I have no formal swimming training. Just whatever my my real father Walter taught me when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, no clue how to properly swim with somebody and um, and pull them back to shore. I had I did it completely wrong to be honest. But I did the only thing that made sense to me at that point was to grab them and put them on my back and swim towards the shore. So I put them on my back and I start swimming towards the shore. And uh, he was a very big man. He's you know about at least six feet tall because I'm about six feet tall and he was about my size, maybe a little taller and maybe 220 to 240 pounds. Wow. Okay. I'm a small guy. I'm only 160 pounds. Wow. No kidding. So, um, and I was competing in a kickboxing fight the next weekend. So I was in the best shape I could possibly be in essentially. Thank God. So yeah, luckily for me and luckily for him. And, uh, so at this point I put him on my back and, uh, luckily for me as well, and unfortunately for him, I guess, he was already unconscious. And the reason why I say luckily for me is because when you're trying to save a drowning person, it's extremely dangerous. Yeah, they thrash. They'll, they'll grab and they'll do anything to save their own life, and they can make it a lot more difficult than even kill the rescuer. Right. right? Yeah, we've heard about that happen time and time again. So luckily for me, he was unconscious. So I put him on my back. I started swimming towards shore. I had a pure adrenaline rush. Like my mindset was just like, go. I had no negative thoughts. I had no doubt that I'd be able to do the job. But as I started swimming, he was choking on water on my back. So I'm struggling to keep my head above water. Wow. I'm making sure to keep his head above water. He's already choked on water by the time I grabbed him. So he's making gurgling sounds literally in my ear, choking on this water. So the only thought I had in my head at this point was I need to get him back to shore fast enough before he dies. Like I, I literally thought he was going to die on my back. Sure. That's, that's the only thought I had at that point. So I swam as fast as I could, which wasn't very fast. We have somebody that heavy on your back. Um, I made it back to shore. Finally, as soon as I got back, um, everybody came running out like where I could, where we could touch the ground. Everybody came running out. We sprinted back. We carried him back, um, to the beach there. Um, and we really didn't know what to do at this point. Like he was choking on water. Somebody put him on his back. I kind of nudged them aside right away. I flipped the man over because I knew he was choking on water. You can't put him on his back, right? He's going to choke even more. Right. So what one of the ladies recommended was that we lifted him upside down. So we actually lifted him upside down and started hitting his back to try to l- have gravity help and get the water out of him. And I don't think it was the right way to do it. Nobody really knew what we were doing. Well, you were doing we just, the best you could at that moment. Exactly. And we just we just tried to do what made sense. Right? And, and so, e- I'm guessing that EMS was on the way at this point. Somebody had called on a cell phone to get uh, an ambulance or there or not. Yeah, so I'm not sure if somebody called while I was swimming with him. But I know as soon as I got him back to shore, we were all screaming to call for an ambulance. So I'm not sure when the actual call mm-hmm. was made. Mm-hmm. But uh, it took the, the EMS about 30 minutes to get there at that point as well. 30 um, minutes, did you say? Yes. Uh, the, okay. I'm going to assume so, that the call was made late. <laughs> that uh, seems so I'll, strange. I'll, I'll explain why. Well, 
I think there's also difficulties with getting EMS or ambulances into that site. To those locations, the, right? The private beach, it's hard to find. Okay. You, know, you have to go through like a gate to get through as well. Okay. All um, right. So let's so get I, back to the beach and he's on the beach and the, the gurgling and he's unconscious and, and it must have felt like hours as you're swimming with this 230 pound guy on your back. I can't even imagine what that would have been like in terms of the 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 feeling of I've got to get there, I've got to get there. Yet you, you can't go too fast. So you've got him out, you've got him up on the beach, and what happens then? So we lifted him upside down, feet up in the air. We started hitting his back. The water came out a little bit. Um, a lady came by and in did a little bit of CPR. I still don't. I don't think it was the correct CPR. She just did a little bit of chest compressions after he had already kind of spit up the water or whatever was inside of him mm-hmm. um, his eyes were already kind of or he was already starting to come to so at this point when all this happened he was he was um still didn't really know where he was um but he came to like his eyes were opening up he wasn't choking on the water anymore um eventually he started talking slowly wow um, i didn't talk to him directly after you know we all kind of just gave him his space i spoke with his family but i didn't we didn't want to crowd him, yep. right? But uh, he was definitely disoriented, and uh, apparently, even when the by the time the EMS came, he still hadn't really known what had happened or where he was exactly. That's what I heard from others. Wow! And 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 do you know what the outcome is? Like, you know, is he okay? Do we have you had any contact with his family or with him since? So we provided his family our our contact information. JC and I, um, they haven't contacted us back. Uh, we hope that everything's okay. So we did call the hospital where he did where yeah, he did go to. They wouldn't give us any direct information related to him, but they said that there was a patient who was there with those symptoms, and he was released the same night oh. uh, of the event. So That's we're assuming news. that everything is okay. Wow, we um, that is incredible. Um, were you were you surprised at at all, uh, Mike? with how other people reacted or didn't react on the beach because sometimes when you're after this is all said and done you go back you sit down you get your breath you start thinking about it imagine it's been running through your mind a lot since that day Uh, did anything surprise you about the way people reacted or didn't react around that scene yeah well I'll tell you a couple things Um, like I said at first I thought everything was fine because I seen everybody in front of us reacted and ran towards the water but really, nobody actually went in to do anything. I, I went, you know, maybe 10 seconds after these people had started running towards the water, but I was the only person who actually went in and, and did the job, right, other than JC and that older lady who helped prop him up. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's funny is my, my brother was actually fishing. So he, I live in Hamilton. He lives in St. Catharines, my older brother. Um, he was fishing at 50 point that day and we didn't know that we were actually both there on the same day at the same time. He called my mom that evening and said that one of the workers was telling him a story about how a man almost died and only one person went in to save his life. And there was over 300 people on the beach. And my mom said, yeah, that was your brother. Isn't that unbelievable? So what a coincidence there as well, right? Yeah. You got more than you bargained for eh, on that day out at the beach. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I just uh, I was just trying to hang out and chill and get some sun. Like I said, I didn't even have any plans to step in the water, and that's what happened. Thank God for uh, Muay Thai fighters. Um, I mean, I, I see you guys thrashing each other in the ring. Uh, 
uh, and, and the strength and the discipline that it that it takes because it's a it's a form of martial arts, right? Oh yeah, yeah, and that's what it comes down to. So it's, it's a mind thing. It's it's the mindset, right? Like as soon as I seen the situation, I didn't even hesitate. I just bolted there, and my mindset was just go. I had no doubts in my mind that I wasn't going to be able to do the task. Like I said, the only thing I was worried about that I wasn't get back or going to be able to get back quick enough. Did you ever think after the fact? I mean, you know, just between you and me, did you ever think about after the fact? Jesus, that was, you know, obviously you're happy with the outcome, but I could have lost my life. Like this guy weighed a ton and, and I was in that mess and really I was at risk. I could have, I could have lost my, did that ever kind of sink in with you after the fact and kind of rattle you a bit? For sure. It actually, it did sink in as I, you know, it, it didn't really hit me at first, you know, when it happened, like it just seemed like an event, just like something normal. I didn't have really any emotions attached to it. It was, you know, I was just a normal person. I seen the situation. I acted. That's that's all that happened. But when I went home, I spoke to some people, you know, JC and I and my family, we talked together and we started doing some research and stuff like that. We realized how dangerous this actually was and what the results could have been. Right. So we're blessed even to have survived it as well. I just, uh, I, I can't believe the story. I mean, it's, um, it's really, really, really m- remarkable. And, you know, obviously, uh, on behalf of all human beings, thanks for doing that. Thanks for, uh, thanks for following your instincts and going in and, and doing that. And thanks for not dying in the process. For sure. Appreciate you know, just, that. Like you said, you know, I'm just being a human being, right? I'm just, I had the ability to help somebody and I did. And that's really all it was. Pretty, pretty instinctive, and 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 and, but also, but also brave because not everybody would do that. Not everybody would would jump in there and and mm-hmm. try to do something. So, kudos uh, all the way around uh, on that one, Mike. Uh, to both to you and JC, obviously. And uh, sounds like the outcome was good. I hope, I hope eventually you do hear from him or from his family just to say, hey, uh, you know, it all worked out. Here's what happened after the fact, and we're feeling good, and thanks a lot, and all of that stuff. Um, uh, I, I think that would be gr- that'd be a great way to close it out for you. You know, it's uh, I, when you're in the position you're in, you, you need a little bit of closure, you, you know? Oh, oh yeah, for sure. I'm sorry to cut you off there, but yeah, that's why we called the hospital the next day because it was, you know, I should have taken the family's contact information. I didn't think anything of it at the time, but the next day it really hit me where I realized, you know, I hope this man's alive, right? I, I need to know the answer. Sure. So that's why we called the hospital and we tried to get the information, but they wouldn't release it. And they only said that somebody was there and he was released that night. So all we can do is hope at this point. Well, and the old, uh, you know, it's I guess it's worth saying too, um, you know, be careful around the water. Like if you, you know, don't get in over your head. Uh, if, if you're not a confident, who knows what this guy's problem was what got him into trouble but we all have to be careful careful around water right and just uh just think twice uh, about all of that what a story for sure yeah so um and again what you said about the martial arts like really it's the martial arts that gave me the power to do this from the strength to the mentality to just like the determination to win you know you know when you when you do martial arts like this like when you, it gives you that mentality, never quit, never give up to believe in yourself. Um, you know, those things like that, you can translate anywhere in life. And that's what I did here. 
Well, I, it's all thanks to you know, thanks to my coach and thanks to my gym, which is House of Champions Martial Arts. Well, I got to tell you, I, I, hearing the story, I firmly believe that that's the whole reason that you made it and that he made it was that training that you had and and that uh, that mental discipline and strength. One hundred percent. I mean, I started training seven years ago. If I was this, if this situation happened seven years ago, <laughs> this would not be the same outcome. I could promise you that. Well, glad it all worked out, and thanks for spending some time with us, uh, Mike Chemilewski, who's uh, 26 years of age. Enjoy your youth and your health and all of that stuff, and good luck with your uh, with your uh, fighting career, and uh, appreciate this so, so Thank much. You Thank much. you. Have a great day. Take care. Take Bye. care. Bye-bye. What a great story. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.